0: Welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast hosted by nutritional coach Jessica Tai, where we are dedicated to promoting health and overall well-being through nutrition, specifically the ketogenic diet. We will provide you with all the latest science in nutrition, interviews with experts in the health and wellness field, and answer all your burning questions so you can find optimal health. This podcast is not intended to be used as medical advice and is to be used for informational purposes only. Please contact your doctor with any and all medical questions. Now here's Jessica.
1: Hello, and thank you for tuning in for this episode number 86 of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Tai, nutritional therapy practitioner, and here again with you this week with another great interview. Um, But I want to talk a little bit before we get into that interview about what... Um, some of the benefits of some of this particular company's products are, um, and not just this particular company, but um, this company that that I interviewed today, or the the founders of the company that I interviewed for today's podcast, um, started the company Keto Farms. And it is a great uh, company, they've got some really, really awesome products out there um, that we will talk in depth about on the interview and you can learn more about. But one of the things that actually has kind of come up recently here in my online classes with some of the students that are taking that those classes was um, to talk about benefits of coffee and tea and green tea specifically. <clears throat> and one of the things that this company makes is a matcha tea. So if you're not familiar with matcha, matcha is a green tea, but it is made by grinding the leaves the dried leaves of the plant and um, and it's a a lot more concentrated uh, of everything including the benefits from the green tea so it's a it's a great source of uh, so many different things and I kind of want to talk to you really quickly about The benefits of coffee and matcha. So just I thought it went along really well with this episode and so I thought that would be cool and one of the questions that comes up every now and then and has come up recently in my class is the benefits of drinking bulletproof coffee or a fatty coffee and not only just the benefits but if you should do that and is that going to help you reach your goals like what if you're trying to lose weight and you know is that something that I would recommend that you do. So I think like most everything that I talk about, it's very bio-individual. So I think it depends on you. It depends on your metabolism. It depends on how active you are. depends on the state of your hormones. So um, I think there's a lot of things that go into that. But in general, I don't have any problem with somebody having the fatty coffee and actually more oftentimes than not, um, I will recommend that when they are beginning the keto lifestyle that they will, uh, that they do drink a fatty coffee or a bulletproof coffee. So if you're unfamiliar with what that is, that would be coffee blended with butter and MCT oil. So, and sometimes people will blend it with heavy cream. Personally, I don't, see the need to put heavy cream in it. Um, If you blend it with the butter and MCT oil, it tastes really good. It's like uh, having like a latte. And you could add in, my husband adds into his, um, he does like heavy cream in his on occasion, so sometimes he will do that. But he also likes some cinnamon or vanilla, he'll put flavor in it like that. And he just thinks that is such an awesome treat. So for men, I feel like the heavy cream and, you know, having other things added in, even if you want it to be a little sweet, add Stevia or something like that is, is more, um, acceptable. But for women, I feel like we we just have to be so much more careful with um, so many different things that could be going on with like sensitivities uh, to the heavy cream, you know, to dairy in general. And those types of things tend to come out when we are ingesting something like the heavy cream or a milk or something like that versus butter. So just to keep it a little cleaner and a little less uh prone to an inflammation for someone I would just stick to the butter and MCT oil in general but what you do is you take your coffee and then maybe you would add like a tablespoon of butter and a tablespoon or if you're starting off you probably don't want to start with a tablespoon of MCT oil but you just work your way up to that and um blend it in the blender and until it gets kind of a frothy head to it and it really is like having a latte so when I started with keto I was having a blend like that pretty much a blended coffee like that pretty much every single morning uh in place of breakfast because i'm not a huge breakfast eater or i would eat that i would have that early on when i got up like maybe 6:30 in the morning and then just have you know like whatever food i was going to eat um, later on, like maybe a brunch with friends or whatever I was going to do or a, a lunch time. So sometime maybe between 10 and one or something like that. So, um, it really just depends on, uh, you know, how it works for you now after, and I did that pretty solid for like the first year of keto and <clears throat> having my coffee that way. And then at some point I just decided I didn't want it that way anymore, and I just didn't feel like it was serving me very well. And so I think this kind of comes along with intuitive eating and starting to just learn how you feel like it just didn't sit well with me anymore. I just didn't feel as good. It started making me feel sluggish instead of, uh, you know, having a lot of energy and feeling mentally sharp and all of those things that it used to do for me. It started just kind of making me feel sluggish and like... I didn't need it. So I cut that out and I haven't had a fatty coffee in probably a year and a half. Um, But again, my husband loves it and he drinks it consistently every single morning and he looks amazing and it serves him very well. He doesn't usually have time to have breakfast. He doesn't wanna have breakfast but he he enjoys getting those fats in and getting those calories in in the morning and it really helps him kind of get going. So uh, for me now, I just drink black coffee and that's what I like and so, so anyway, just wanted to touch on that a little bit in case you're someone who just isn't sure, like should you be doing that? Do you have to drink fatty coffee to be keto? Of course not. Um, so, but it is one way to get fats in if you're struggling to get fats in you know, throughout the day. Now I will say that one of the things that I do like to implement is intermittent fasting. And so once you kind of have gotten going and you're feeling good about this, a lifestyle, then I would rather see you doing some intermittent fasting. And I am a firm believer if you are going to fast, you fast. And fasting with a fatty coffee is not fasting. Um, it's a lot of calories. I mean, you're talking 500 or more calories for a cup of coffee and uh, that's not a fast. Uh, anything, you know, if you, if you consume um, anything, 500 calories or more, that tells your body that you have food coming in, and so, if you're having like, like if you decided to have a fasting day and it's difficult for you to go without any food or any calories at all. And, um, I might suggest to you that you drink some bone broth throughout the day. Well, that's going to be a very small amount of calories. Um, I generally like you to stay well below 2, 300 calories if it's a, you know, quote unquote fasting day while you're kind of getting into it because otherwise your body will start going into this. It's, it's very different than no food, than bringing no calories in where your body is relying on your stores versus when you start creeping up into that 500 calorie range, your body is now like, oh, okay, we've got food coming in. So we're going to use that food. And that's where you get into that starvation mode that everybody talks about. Like if you don't eat, you're going to be in the starvation mode. And that's not necessarily true, but that happens. That does begin to happen. There is a, there is a a metabolic shift that happens when you're taking in about 500 calories or more. Um, but that's all you're taking in. Then your body does start kind of freaking out and thinking, oh my gosh, so she's getting some food, but she's not getting enough or he's not getting enough. And then that's when you can run into problems. So, um, so that is one thing to think about is if you're, you know when you do get into intermittent fasting or you're doing intermittent fasting is understanding that if you have that fatty coffee you have broken your intermittent fast so um, you know if your goal is to fast from dinner until lunch the next day then you would not want to have that fatty coffee until lunchtime you know whenever you're ready to break that fast so um, just something to think about but I do wanna talk quickly about the benefits of coffee and the other product that this keto, well, they make other products, but the other drink that this Keto Farms company has is a matcha tea, which we, I just um, discussed. And the great thing about what they do is number one, they have really awesome uh, quality products. Like they're very concerned with the quality and the source where they're sourcing these products from. And so that's one really great thing. And the other amazing thing is these products come packaged with the fats that you want. So if you are doing fatty coffees, or maybe you're not a coffee drinker, and you're like, well, I would like to do the fatty coffee thing, like that sounds like a great idea, but I just don't like coffee, and I just don't want to do that, then you're in luck, because you can do the fatty matcha. So it's really awesome. It's already packaged and ready for you to go, and um, you can make it very easily. You can take the packets to work with you. You can use a little hand blender or you know a blender bottle, something like that to be able to mix it. little hot water my husband actually takes the keto farms uh, coffee in with him to work the packets and that he will he keeps them at work I should say and then if he doesn't have time to make it here at home or if he decides he doesn't have time for lunch and he wants to get something in um, that's what he'll do often so I want to talk a little bit about the benefits of coffee because there's so much conflicting evidence out there and um, I am a coffee drinker, so I want to believe the good things that they say about coffee, right? Like, I don't even want to pay attention to the haters out there and anybody saying that coffee is not good for you, forget it, I'm not listening. So for those of you that are like me and would just pretend to believe that these are all the truths and there's no disputing it, then I'm going to give them to you. So um, I think you could probably argue either direction. If you are a fan of coffee or if you're not a fan of coffee, I'm sure you could find plenty of studies to back up your stance. Um, but. Today, since I am a fan of coffee, we are going to talk about some of the benefits. So number one, coffee may help protect against type 2 diabetes, which that's huge, right? Like I don't want type 2 diabetes. And I think most of us that are looking at this keto lifestyle, that's one of the big major things that we realize that it can help us to avoid. So um, there are researchers at UCLA who have identified that drinking coffee increases plasma levels of the protein sex hormone binding globulin. Um, and that controls the biological activity of your body's sex hormones, like testosterone and estrogen, which play a role in the development of type 2 diabetes. So the um, Dr. Liu, who is one of the authors of the study, said that an inverse association exists between coffee consumption and the risk for type 2 diabetes. Um, Also, the Harvard School of Public Health researchers um, gathered data from three studies and in these studies, the diets of the participants were evaluated using questionnaires every four years. And with the participants that reported having type 2 diabetes, they filled out additional questionnaires um, and it also found that increased coffee consumption may help to reduce the risk of type 2 diabetes. So that's great. So I will take that. And then another reason would be coffee and Parkinson's disease. It has actually been shown and associated um, with significantly lower incidences of Parkinson's disease. Those that are higher coffee and caffeine intake, which I thought is very um, interesting. In addition to that, in the same study, um, they found that coffee, that the caffeine in coffee may actually help to control the movement in people that are suffering from Parkinson's. So that is very promising. And then coffee and also has been shown to lower the risk of liver cancer by about 40%. Um, and that suggests that if you drink three cups a day, that your risks, risks are reduced by more than 50%. And uh, that is a study out of Italy um, from Milan from a, uh, a institute in Milan. So anyway, that's pretty awesome, right? And then how about coffee and liver's, liver disease? So it says that coffee consumption can lower the incident of psoriasis um, of the liver for alcohol drinkers by 22%. So that's pretty huge. Um, coffee and heart health has been linked to heart health you know of course this is awesome so get, anyway there's a study again out of the Har- Harvard School of Public Health that concluded drinking coffee in moderation protects against heart failure and they said that was the equivalent of two 8 ounce American servings per day <clears throat> and then in Europe they did a daily basis, who did the two cups of coffee on a daily basis, had an 11% lower risk of heart failure compared to those who did not. So I understand that these are not, you know, causation. These are just, these are association studies, but um, all good stuff, right? Like, that, I feel, it makes me feel good, right? And if that makes me have less stress about drinking coffee, then it is beneficial for my health. <laughs> so, and you know, I could give up coffee tomorrow <clears throat> and not miss the caffeine. I truly believe that. Uh, I, think, I think that being keto, you know, being in ketosis, producing those ketones, I don't think that it necessarily means you cannot be addicted to caffeine. I think for sure you still can. But I do think that it lessens your reliance on caffeine or at least it has for me so if I miss coffee in the morning like if I if I'm busy or something's going on or where you know whatever the reason is I don't feel like I suffer at all from that like I don't get headaches I'm, I'm not lethargic or you know worn out or anything like that <clears throat> like used to be uh, when I missed my coffee I you know I mean I had to have coffee it was like they're non-negotiable in the morning. I don't feel like that happens anymore. So, but I do, <clears throat> I do love the. Sorry, I've got something in my throat today. It's crazy. I'm, I'm not enough water. That is the problem. I don't drink enough water. Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, but I feel like uh, for me, it's a definitely a ritual thing, and I think it is for a lot of people. We recently, as I'm sure you know, if you listen to this podcast in any regularity at all, we moved to our farm back a few months ago and we have this beautiful, you know, gigantic front porch. It's just the quintessential farmhouse front porch, right? It wraps, wraps around three sides of the house. We have rocking chairs and porch swings and <clears throat> all of that stuff out there. For me, the ritual of being able to go outside on that front porch and sit and look out over the fields, the farm, the barn, the animals, and sip on my coffee is, it's like, it's so stress-reducing. its It just helps me get my day started right. I mean, it is a meditation in itself for me. So that, I think, is the biggest part of coffee drinking for me, is I'm not even that obsessed with the taste of coffee, honestly. I think if I probably, and maybe I should do this (laughs) every other day or something, because it'd probably be really beneficial for me. Um, I'll drink lemon water. You know, I try to get my lemon water in every day. Uh, First thing in the morning is optimal, but... Maybe one thing that I could do is drink hot water with some lemon in it. And that might be another, um, you know, good suggestion for you if you're looking for something different from coffee. Maybe you don't like coffee or you just want to make sure that you aren't so reliant on the caffeine. One thing, of course, you could do is drink decaf coffee. But having hot lemon water might be good too because even on the hot summer days, there's just something about sitting with a hot mug of a drink and relaxing and so again it's like the ritual of it for me and I love to have bone broth but I, I, try, I do a lot of intermittent fasting in the morning and number one I just don't want to drink bone broth first thing in the morning uh, and secondly when I intermittent fast I don't do anything with any calories at all and um, or protein and you know, bone broth has calories and protein. So I try to avoid, I would try to avoid that in the morning, but um, I do love having a warm cup of bone broth later, like in the evening or something is great. Okay, so real quick, I told you I wanted to also talk to you about matcha and the benefits of matcha. So I think that's important to go over since they have a really awesome matcha product that Keto Farms sells and you can get all of their products on my Amazon storefront and I'll have a link in the show notes, but you can also go to justkatai.com and go scroll down till you see the link for the Amazon storefront and you can click on that and that will take you over. And I have all of their products. They are available on Amazon uh, through Prime, shipping even. And so you can go right to my store and do that. And um, they have giving, given us a coupon code to be able to use in your purchase. So you can use that through my Amazon store. You can just put that in and you will automatically get 20% off of your order, which is awesome. I think it's very generous. So that promo code is 20. That's the numbers two zero. Jessica Ty. So two zero J E S S I C A T Y E. That's your promo code. So if you put that in, you will get that 20% off there when you um, purchase this. But so One thing really quickly to touch on is the grades of matcha. So matcha comes in a pretty good quality, which is called a kitchen grade, and then a really, really good quality called a cafe grade. But then they're premium, like creme de la creme, the best you can get, it's got the highest concentration of antioxidants, the highest concentration of, you know, vitamins and minerals and all this stuff, stuff. (laughs) <laughs> is what they is what they call the ceremonial grade. So the beautiful thing about the matcha that you get from Keto Farms is they use the ceremonial grade matcha. So that's really awesome. Their matcha comes from Japan, and that's also very impar- important. Is to make sure that you're getting that you're getting one that you're getting one that's from Japan because it is the you know most um, wonderful source. Um, and these are the most skilled tea artists. And so they have one that is crafted by one of Japan's most skilled tea artists. And some of the benefits. so. Matcha has been said to enhance mood, improve memory and concentration. It helps to fight dementia, aids in healthy skin, builds strong immune systems. It helps to improve your metabolism. Like I, we've heard a lot of these things associated with just green drinking green tea. Um, it helps to fight diabetes, helps to fight cancer. It's got all of these amazing flavonoids in it and these vitamins and minerals that are so amazing for us. And the reason that it can claim all of these things is it has like vitamin A, vitamin B, C, E, K. There's trace minerals. It's rich in antioxidants like polyphenols and uh, catechins and chlorophyll. And then it contains amino acids that are very instrumental in our health. And so these are all just some of the amazing things that matcha has. and. I know we've talked before on here, but about the fat soluble vitamins and some of those that you just heard me uh, rattle off here are um, like E and K are fat soluble vitamins. So if you're not taking this in with fat, it's your body's not able to utilize these vitamins properly. So if you're having like a matcha drink from keto Farm farms, they've already put that fat in there for you. So I think that's another really great benefit to having um, matcha, having a fatty matcha. So pretty awesome. And so again, it's another alternative to coffee. So if you like the idea of the Bulletproof coffee, but you just don't like coffee in general, this is a really great way to get it, is to drink the matcha and add, you can make it the exact same way that you would make a fatty coffee or a bulletproof coffee, but you're just making it with matcha instead. So, or maybe you could kind of interchange them, you know, do coffee one day, matcha the next, that type of thing. So um, lots of really awesome benefits. So now that I have talked your ear off about coffee and matcha and made you really thirsty and wanting some of those awesome things, I'm going to introduce you to my guests today on the podcast so you can get to know more about their awesome company. Today we would like to welcome to the Keto Lifestyle Podcast Ben Knox and Brandon Mackey who are the founders of Keto Farms. Hi guys, how you doing?
2: Hey, Jessica. Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you very much. I love starting off the day with a great interview like this. So I'm super excited to get to know more about you and share you with my listeners as well. So um, Ben or Brandon, whoever wants to start, can you kind of tell us uh, just a little bit about you kind of personally and how you even got into this keto space?
2: Absolutely. So Ben is here and... um, our experience with keto, I'd say starts, starts with my own personal experience. Um, I, I learned about the diet or the lifestyle, uh, the nutritional program for the first time from Dr. Dom Diagostino, who I'm sure you're familiar with probably Mm -hmm. a lot of your listeners are as well. Uh, And he was actually on a Tim Ferriss podcast at the end of, I believe, 2016. Mm -hmm. And I'd never heard about keto before, but after that podcast, I was so intrigued. Uh, The next day I basically planned my macros, uh, built a shopping list. And from that point forward, uh, I've been following the ketogenic diet, cycling the diet, seeing how I'm feeling, kind of evaluating and comparing against the things that I'm eating and so on and so forth. And so that was at the end of 2016. And about a year after that, uh, Brandon and I uh, decided to kind of uh, recommit to the diet. It was his first time uh, testing it on himself, uh, and so that was the very beginning of last year. We were working together uh, at a, at, a, at our prior company uh, together, which we can talk about certainly in a little bit. Um, but that is the the backstory of of ourselves and keto. All
1: right. So Brandon, you were just kind of long for the ride. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, uh, I, I joined Ben really more out of curiosity. I personally have been no stranger to trying out strange diets, new eating practices. I once went on a diet, right? Nothing but chicken and rice for a semester in college, mm. um, trying to, to build muscle. And so that, that taught me the power of how diet can really change the way that you look and feel. Mm. Um, but when Ben came to me, I didn't think that I needed to change anything in my diet, but He seemed really excited about it, and it was the new year, a fresh time to to try new new practices and see where it goes, and so I said, yeah, why not? Um, I was a little bit anxious what I was going to eat in the morning because I'd had a bowl of oatmeal probably every morning for the last 10 years. Um, But we quickly found a replacement for that uh, with our uh, ketogenic coffees, which we can talk about in a bit. But Mm -hmm. it was fun to join Ben and have really no expectations, not feeling like I I needed to lose weight or I needed to have other successes to make it worthwhile. I had no expectations. And I think that's what made the experience so rewarding is just being open to all the the different benefits that it brought to my life um, far beyond weight loss.
1: Yeah, so that's a question that um, I definitely wanna wanted to ask is what – so you learned about it through hearing Dom on um, Tim Ferriss' podcast. And then what was it about what they said that made you think – oh, this is what, was it just like, oh, this sounds interesting. I'll try it. Or was it for you, Brandon, it wasn't about weight loss. I don't know if it was for you, Ben, or if it was more about, if you're listening to Tim Ferriss, you're probably totally into like biohacking and, you know, really, um, just optimizing your, yourself. So was it more along those lines? Like you were just looking for like the ultimate way to eat and live?
2: Totally. Yeah. And, 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 you know, in that regard, I'd been experimenting with different dietary practices, routines, and so on throughout my 20s. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to become a lot more focused on productivity and, and lifestyle optimization, like you said, and health and wellness. Um, but I think the thing that was so intriguing about how Dom was speaking about the keto diet was yeah, beyond the weight loss, you know, all of the other ancillary benefits related to uh, long term health, longevity, uh, the potential for its anti-cancer properties, uh, the potential for its long-term mental health, uh, benefits. Um, but certainly, you know, the most, those are things you think about, uh, for the long term, right? But it's a little bit harder, a little bit less concrete for right now. The number one thing for right now that really intrigued me was, was energy management and the promise that, uh you could wake up and have almost the same level of energy uh, in the morning in the afternoon after you eat lunch and just short of going to bed. You could sleep your best and you could start all over the next day and not have this roller coaster experience uh, that we all so closely now associate with, with the carb cycle um, or heavy heavy carb meals and, and, and crashes thereafter. So okay. that was the the number one thing that I was struggling with in my day-to-day life was energy. And I was trying to fix my energy with uh, coffee after coffee after coffee, exercise after exercise after exercise, and nothing was really working uh, until uh, basically just a a few weeks uh, after finally uh, trying the keto diet. And for, for that reason and, you know, Put aside every all the other wonderful benefits uh, that I mentioned. That for me right there is the most important thing uh, related to the diet personally. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And uh, brand-
0: Yeah, just just to add on that, um, and and it's. It's just so fascinating to me the, the different experiences and benefits um, people can get from the diet. I remember being probably a month in and, and all my friends having witnessed my, my new eating patterns and not touching a, a carb <laughs> like my life <laughs> depended on it. And and them just asking me, why, why are you doing this? You look decent. You don't need to lose weight. And for a while, to be honest, I didn't have a great answer. I was excited to do it with Ben and be trying something new, but it really wasn't until after a month that it dawned on me the biggest benefit that the keto diet brought to me. And, and maybe you or your listeners have experienced this, but for much of my adult life, my, my life had been really ruled by food and uh, regular eating schedules. Mm-hmm. I, the first thing I thought about when I woke up in the morning was, I got to get a good breakfast in me. Um, And if I was out and about in the town, it was every two and a half hours I would feel the need to eat something and so as soon as no matter what I was doing when it started to get up Onto that two two and a half hours my mind immediately shifted to I got to eat. I got to eat and largely that's because I had never trained my body to Generate its own fuel to run off of energy that I had on me the whole time. I was on this constant carbohydrate-based diet and really with, with keto, and I'm sure a lot of people experience this, you're more satiated, your hunger goes down, and, and most importantly is you you can enjoy food kind of on your own time. Um, if, if the occasion calls for it and you're hungry, you could eat first thing in the morning ahead of a big day, or maybe not. Maybe you're busy, caught up in things, and you can fast until two o'clock and almost forget about food, and it was really that freedom that taught me Um, or solidified for me how important this diet was and made me want to continue the practice sort of long after the first couple months of excitement and doing it with somebody for the first time subside. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. I I definitely have experienced the same thing. I feel like most of us do. We kind of grow up, um, we're kind of conditioned. Like this is when you eat, this is, you know, what you eat and the breakfast thing, I mean, that is such a huge... Thing that's like drilled into our heads. Like, you have to eat in the morning when you get up. It's the most important meal of the day. You got to fuel your body. It's like all this um, stuff. And I I used to feel so guilty about it because I would get up and I wouldn't be hungry and, you know, feeling Mm. like I had to force myself to eat because that was what I was supposed to do. And if I didn't, I wouldn't get my metabolism going. And then everything I ate the rest of the day would just deposit on my body. It was just this crazy. I and mean, we just get into this crazy thought pattern that there's no scientific basis to whatsoever, but we hear these messages over and over and over again, and then it just becomes the gospel. I mean, that's what it is, and we listen.
2: It, it's amazing how conditioned we all are by by things that aren't based in any true sense of reality. It, mm-hmm. It's fascinating.
1: It is. So, um, talk to me then about how you guys took that. Interest and and you know trying it for yourself and feeling like wow this there's something to this How did that then morph into a company? How did you go that route?
0: Well, Keto Farms began uh, with a love for specialty coffee Um, What every morning when I would walk to work at the company that Ben and I met prior uh, there was a small coffee stand um, that was on the way and When I started drinking their coffee, it was was truly the most extraordinary coffee that I'd ever tried, and and come to learn later that the barista at this small little stand um, was voted the number one barista in America, I think, a a year before I moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, so I had no idea, and uh, that really opened my eyes to coffees from all over the world, single-origin coffees, coffees that you wouldn't dare put cream or sugar in. And (laughs) So it became a morning ritual for me, but... so after spending five dollars a day on this coffee, eventually the light bulb went off and said, "Well, if I I should learn how to make this myself, and if I could source the same beans." And that led me uh, to buy an Aeropress. And fast forward a little bit, I developed this i am call it ten to fifteen minute long um, process in our, <laughs> our office break room, where boil the water, grind the beans by hand, um, measure an exact amount out, and slowly. Um, used the AeroPress to create what I deemed the perfect cup of coffee, and it wasn't too far after that Ben, maybe he smelled the aromas of the coffee or saw me in there every morning. (laughs) He started to politely ask if he could have one prepared as well. Um, Maybe he didn't realize that it only made one at a time, so what was a 15-minute process became a 30-minute process to make one for him, but I was happy to do so because he loved coffee. He'd been going to Blue Bottle a lot and learning about all the coffees that, that they offer, and but then the, the process only got longer once we started the keto diet together because I said, hey, I, I've given up oatmeal. What am I supposed to have in the morning? He said, well, a lot of people on the diet I have heard of Bulletproof Coffee or Bulletproof Style. Uh, you put in butter, coconut oil, MCT oil, and that's all you need for breakfast. And I said, oh, okay. So now we have the AeroPress. And then once that's done, the blender comes out. And we pull out sticks of butter, the jar of coconut oil. And uh, prepare a perfect specialty bulletproof style coffee uh, became the morning ritual. And after spending forty minutes, you know, every every morning, <laughs> all these people wondering all, what was all this noise and all this mess, we started to think there has to be a better way. Right. I mean, this it, is the it, point at where
1: it, people say this is not sustainable.
0: Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> right. This is just too much. I could have cooked up <laughs> three egg omelet with roasted <laughs> right. in this time, and so. That kind of got the juices flowing, and I'll, I'll I'll turn it over to Ben to to touch on a little bit of how that inspiration, that problem, led ultimately to
2: our our product that we launched with. Yeah, it and it's it's pretty simple. You know, Brandon said, well, we thought there had to be a better way, and in fact, there was. So we we quickly went to Amazon.com where we bought all of our groceries and things for our house at the time. And sure enough, there was, you know, many brands already starting to do what they were calling an instant keto coffee or an instant ketogenic coffee. So we said, aha, alas, we have exactly what we need and our lives will be solved. We can go back to work and our managers will be once once again happy with our morning performance at the desk. (laughs) And and so we we bought a few different ones and tried them over the course of maybe two to three weeks. Again, still meeting in in the break room in the morning to start this process, but instead of forty minutes, it took three and a half minutes, and we thought, wow, that was that was such a pleasure and such a value to our lives. But the problem was that a lot of the brands that we were seeing, experiencing and interacting with their products, uh, they were really nailing it on convenience, but they weren't nailing it uh, with regard to our own personal taste preferences with regards to that really high quality specialty coffee that taste, that flavor, that nuance. And as a result, they were bringing in a lot, a lot more of the the sweeteners or the sweetened style products with monk fruit or stevia or what have you. Mm-hmm. And so it was really that experience that said, we really like and need this convenience in our lives, but all the products out there just are not solving the problem that we have personally. And, and we said, there must also be other people out there like us that are true coffee fanatics, but also keto fanatics. And so as a result, we said, Hey, let's, let's shake hands here and let's tinker around. Let's see if there's a way that we can, we can make a product like this, a for just ourselves to consume. If, if that was all it was, that would be fantastic. But B maybe if we made it and we shared it with some of our friends and, and maybe we post about it online, there would also be some other people that would like to uh, to purchase this product or enjoy it with us and and help us make it better, and really that was the genesis of Keto Farms. There was a late office evening where we were working after hours, sort of talking on and on about this, talking about our life goals and so on and so forth, and that's where the aforementioned handshake happened. We we shook hands and we said, we vow to create a product together. At the time, it was going to be a hobby, but um, sure enough, we met that weekend on Saturday morning, started brainstorming that led to a meeting on Sunday, which led to, uh, sort of a formulation set- session, a uh, recipe development on Monday morning and Tuesday morning and meetings through the week. And a short three weeks later, we had this whole grand master plan, uh, for keto farms and had given notice, uh, at our jobs, uh, to resign and the rest is history.
1: Wow. Okay. And so you guys moved quick. So what's your, what is your background? I'm just curious as to, um, you guys are so entrepreneurial. I mean, everything that you've talked about is that's how an entrepreneurial mind works. <laughs> if there's a problem, you're going to create the solution and you do it. So, um, what were you doing previously that before you started this company?
2: Totally. That's a really good question. Um, and, You know, both of us have had many years of experience uh, in companies that are focused on food and beverage. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, So I I started my career at Red Bull uh, in in Santa Monica, California. I worked at Red Bull for six years. It was the first place I ever worked, and and I thought maybe it might be the last place I'd ever work because it was such a fantastic experience, really talented people, and a great, really strong brand. Uh Um, But then I did start to get the itch to... Be a bit more entrepreneurial. Red Bull um, sort of prided itself and its employees on being very entrepreneurial within the company. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, when a brand gets that big, it's it's hard to kind of maintain that spirit. And so I had a an niche, and and I went and I left, and I joined a very small uh, juice startup uh, several years ago. That didn't work out so well, but uh, very quickly I was um, recruited by uh, our our company that Brandon and I met at and it was a food startup um, a bit more like sort of middle-sized and and Brandon had been there for several years prior to myself joining Uh, and it was really through through that experience that you know we were kind of helping to build this startup together we were working together on a lot of uh, really great projects kind of learning how to position the brand learning how to find customers so on and so forth uh, that, that kind of led to that experience, I think, that you're asking about, mm-hmm. that background. Um, and I think you know, that just cascaded into to, to, you know, having the mindset, the, that, that entrepreneurial mindset of here's a problem. Sure, there must be a solution, so let's tinker and experiment and find a solution. And that solution could be bogus and, and nobody ever wants it, and that's, that's a fine outcome. Uh, But it turns out that people did and that was a great outcome, too, which led to, you know, more experimentation, you know, more ideas and ultimately, like you heard, quitting our job. So,
1: yeah, well, and that's, um, you know, I've been in the, uh, you know, in in the kind of the entrepreneur space for many, many years. My husband and I have started a a few different companies. Some have done really well and some have not done so well. Um, but what's interesting to me is you started with the coffee, which I'm learning all this about you as while my listeners are. So I find this fascinating. But um, so you started with the coffee. There was a problem that you saw, and you thought that you could help uh, solve this problem. There must be other people out there just like yourselves, which I would agree. Yes, there are. I don't buy any of the um, sweetened beverages um, ever. Like I just don't like them. And I was the girl that had a little bit of coffee with my cream and sugar, um, prior to being keto. So that's like blows my mind that like I, the thought of putting sweetener and coffee now is like, no way. <laughs> like, like why would you do that? But, um, anyway, so I think it's interesting that you guys, you did that, but then, um, now I know you have other products in the line that I'd like to talk about. Cause there's a couple that I really, really have been enjoying. Um, but so what, what led then to the development of these other products? Cause that, I think that's, that could be um, interesting. And I think that when you um, do kind of go down this road of you're going to start your own business and you start doing this, and then it, I think your mind, you know, it keeps going, especially when you're keto, (laughs) you start wanting to solve solve all the world's problems.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the second problem, which I I think could, be even far bigger of the than the first problem which we just touched on was uh keto snacking Mm -hmm. i personally have been a lifelong snacker uh, was traveling a lot uh, not so much this year with with how how much we've been working on the business but uh, traveled a lot last year um, travel for work uh, vacations i just love getting out in the world and this became especially difficult uh, when i Started the keto diet because, as you and I'm sure your listeners can understand, there are very few uh, keto-approved options once you step outside of the kitchen. If mm-hmm. if you live on if you live on a farm or you cook your own food, it's it's an easy, perfect diet to stick to. But the second you're at an airport uh, or traveling or trying to find food on the go, it can be very difficult. Um, and so I. I would go out to, to Amazon and buy gigantic bags of almonds, um, the cheese snacks, the few options that I could find, and then you're you're sitting on the plane, and I would just look at that bag of almonds and just shake my head and tell myself, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't eat another raw almond, <laughs> but I'm but I'm hungry and I need. I don't want to cave or get get the airplane food, and so that one was one where we, we said, okay, there's definitely a problem here. People need um, keto-friendly snacks, especially on the go. But that kind of matched another problem that we had, which certainly there were products coming out, and we had subscribed to some of the keto boxes and got to try a lot of the products. And inevitably, every time that we would try these uh, some of these other keto snacks that maybe had sweeteners or or look-alike products of other um, maybe processed junk food that would have been normally put with sugar uh, We quickly found ourselves eating the entire box uh, And then craving more and more of them and ultimately not feeling so good and so not only did we want to have Keto snacks that that fit our, our macros and our, our lifestyle But also ones that you really feel good after eating you, you feel just as good after snacking on something than you would if you had been at home cooking salmon and asparagus and so that led us down the path of the, the keto snack mix, uh, which is essentially, a, a think about it, a gourmet trail mix for like a cheese board in a bag. And so we were bringing together flavors of savory cheeses. So you've got Gouda and pepper jack cheese, um, crunchy, low sugar fruits. Fruit is something that we really missed in the diet, and I'm sure maybe you or many of your other listeners mm-hmm. can appreciate. Fruit's always a tough one when people come over to keto. That one's... Uh, People start to think I can never have fruit again, uh, which, which as we have written about and and talked about, is not necessarily the case. Um, and then pairing that with sprouted nuts, and you create this like it was almost like the first time we created our our tomato pepper jack snack mix. You close your eyes, and I said, I feel like I'm in grandma's kitchen right now, eating a bowl of pasta, and I had never experienced that in a snack before. And it was it was the kind of snack that that felt like real food and felt like. All the things that I loved about keto where you're really giving your body what it needs, but the fact that it was coming from a bag that I opened and it was salty and crunchy, it was was a really cool experience. And I think it's it's certainly solved the big problem that people have is snacking on the go or you're in a pinch, you're stressed and don't have time to prepare a meal. It doesn't mean mean you need to to fall off the bandwagon, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And I love that you guys have the sprouted nuts in there Um, as a nutritional therapist that you know I love keto and I, I eat keto that's you know I feel like is the optimal way from for myself. but as a nutritional therapist, I also understand that not everyone is going to do keto and and there's even possibly some people out there that aren't going to do great on keto so um, but I love when companies like you guys are very thoughtful about the keto products that they are putting out and the having the sprouted nuts, if there's listeners that don't understand, why that would be a big deal. Um, Nuts have phytic acid, which is, um, that will keep you from being able to absorb all of the minerals um, and micronutrients that are in the food. So it's super important to have nuts that are sprouted. It's just a soaking process, but that helps to release these these, uh, inhibitors that would keep you from being able to process this like the phytic acid. So, um, I think it's awesome that you guys do that. And that's one of the things that, um, when I got your products, I was like, this is really great. They are, I mean, they're really thinking about this. They're not just creating the same old, same old snack mix.
0: Yeah. And in the sprouted nuts is, is great. And if, if we can be honest, the, the reason for using them began, really entirely based on on taste and texture. Uh, Mm -hmm. We will admit we we understood very little about the the true nutritional benefits of sprouted nuts relative to other raw roasted nuts that you commonly find. We just said, hey, these these taste a lot They're a little bit sweeter and they're certainly easier to munch through. And when we wanted to create a snack that we could eat all day every day, uh, that was really important to us. So we put the sprouted nuts in and and then over time I we started digging into the research and started to learn about the, the phytic acid and, mm-hmm. and lectins that you're describing. And the, the light bulb really went off when you think about it from an evolutionary standpoint. Uh, a nut does not want you to eat it. That would defeat the whole purpose mm-hmm. of it, get, getting right. out into the wild and growing and continuing to propagate the species. And so, uh, evolution has designed a very clever, um mechanism to prevent animals and you from eating it and that comes in the form of the phytic acid the lectins and all these things that cause inflammatory responses and and sprouting is is so interesting because you you trick the nut into thinking that it's it's growing and it doesn't need to defend itself anymore and so it loads up with all the nutrients meanwhile decreasing the amount of inflammatory Mm anti-nutrients and you're getting all of that benefit um, by tricking tricking the nut, outsmarting it, and it's great because it's, in a way, it's a biohack, but it's it's so simple. All it requires is soaking it in water, and so the sprouted nuts is something that we think is going to become uh, a trend that people are going to really talk about, and it's it's really uh, something that maybe has been lost. Our ancestors knew thousands of years ago is commonly a way that they used to prepare nuts, grains yeah. like quinoa that <laughs> has been lost, I think in our our modern uh, our modern food supply and the way we think about food and nutrition, but it's exciting to see it coming back and people talking about it more and and we're excited to, to play a small part in um, at least sprouted nuts becoming more available and, and understood by people.
1: Yeah, I think it's really important, and you're right. They this is something that is not new, right? But to us, it's new because you know we've gotten so far away from um, the way our ancestors would eat and the way we really were designed to to eat and be able to enjoy these foods. I mean, they would sprout all nuts and grains because they understood this principle and we've gotten so far away from it because it's not convenient to do that. And yeah. of course, the food manufacturers aren't going to do it for you because it's an extra step they don't need to do. They've you know got us so conditioned that it's not necessary and there's no reason we would need to do that. and they just you know make their boxes of franken food and we just buy it up and eat it and we don't give it another thought. So I think it's really great that we're getting back to um, what we've known all along and we've just veered so far from.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's I recently uh, read a book, The The Plant Paradox, which perhaps Mm -hmm. you or your your readers have listeners have uh, read that book before. It was fascinating. And it even talks about grains that I used to consume all the time. Quinoa is one example. Uh, Quinoa comes from Brazil and in in South America. It's actually a three day process that they go through in order to properly uh soak it sprout it render it digestible mm-hmm. uh, so 72 hours is what they have deemed to be the the minimum amount of time to make quinoa acceptable for human consumption and i used to go buy quinoa right from the store go go home and just put it right in the pot and eat it and uh an hour later an hour later oh and, yeah and of course it's hard to know you don't understand what that's doing to your body because while those mechanisms might kill an insect, you're a lot larger than that, and so you're, you're not going to die, obviously, but over time, um, consuming these foods, raw nuts, things that haven't been properly soaked, sprouted, fermented, um, can lead to a lot of the the chronic inflammation, I think, that plagues a lot of our, our country and our world today. And so there's countless examples—gluten's obviously one that people know—but it's fascinating it goes so far beyond gluten
2: even into keto foods like raw nuts and things that we we know and love mm-hmm. and the, the the amazing thing is that you know it's not that you can't have these things right it's not that they should be you know throwing out the baby with the bathwater and they should be written off of our food lists it's there's just better ways to prepare uh, foods
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: to allow for them to relax these properties or add the nutritive properties and so on and so forth that just need to take a little bit more time and be a little bit more thoughtful in, in how we incorporate these into our lives and we can enjoy all the wonderful flavors and all the wonderful nutrition that Mother Earth has to offer.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And so I love, I when I opened the strawberry Gouda um, Keto Snack Mix, like that was gone very quickly. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the raspberry one, that's super good as well. Um, you were talking about the tomato pepper jack earlier. Very different and very good as well. (laughs) So whatever you're looking for, whatever kind of flavor profile you need, um, I feel like you guys have it covered with these snack mixes. Like they're just such a, a just a yummy addition to whatever whatever it is that you're eating on your keto diet. And it's a it's a great way to know that you're getting something that's not harming you as well. Not only are you meeting the goals that. You have if you're, you know, trying to live this keto lifestyle, but you're eating something that someone has really um, thoughtfully prepared and come up with, and and you're really not hurting yourself in any other manner. Because a lot of these keto snacks, um, well, yes, they may fit your macros, um, they're really not doing your body any good, your digestion, you know, your hormones, et cetera, et cetera. So that's really awesome. So what other things do you ha- You guys have on the horizon? Do you have any any other awesome things that we should be looking forward to?
0: Well, we can't give too much away. <laughs> but, uh, we, we, we can certainly share that through this experience of creating the Keto Snack Mix and all the things that we just talked about with regards to Sprouted Nuts, uh, we are really excited about sprouted nuts and have a lot of ideas of how that same philosophy could apply to other uh, other foods that people in the keto diet uh, are certainly familiar with. So you can imagine um, potentially nut butters, sprouted nut butters. um, Other nuts that uh, people on keto will will certainly be familiar with bringing the same idea of, of sprouting rendering it more digestible uh, and even more delicious and mm-hmm. so You can keep an eye out for, for later this year uh, Some more concepts around sprouted nuts and then and then also within our, our beverage line You could potentially see some some seasonal releases um, I'm sure people can guess once we get into the fall and winter season what that might look like, but mm-hmm. uh, those are kind of the two on our horizon and uh, It's gonna be a busy summer, but hopefully we'll have some, some new
2: products to share here as we get into later the, later the summer and into the fall, and uh, and you'll you'll have our word that every anything that we that we bring to the world uh, from this day forward will have that same that same lovely sensation that you experienced with that strawberry Gouda, uh, but all the while uh, exactly as nourishing uh, as anything you would cook in your own home kitchen.
1: Mm-hmm that's awesome it's really good to know you know what companies are out there that we can rely on to do that and kind of hear the voice behind those companies and why they got started because I think that that's really important to know that uh, it started because you were you know you had an issue and you wanted to get it fixed and you did and now you're offering that same fix if you will to everybody else so I think that's really awesome and I know we talked about your keto coffee you also have a keto matcha for those yeah. matcha lovers out there.
0: Oh yeah, and it, it it's amazed us to see when when we first launched the matcha, we said, okay, maybe it would do twenty five percent of what the coffee does. matcha is a new thing. Um, there's more coffee drinkers at least in the United States than green tea or matcha drinkers but it it amazes us that uh, in a lot of months the matcha outsells the coffee and it's certainly the product that people, Go on instagram share their experience with get really excited about and we, we launched it almost just as a we, we found our source of matcha almost by accident and then just launched it almost as a as a test or a nice compliment uh, but it's a product that people are really excited about and and like the sprouted nuts we, we launched it because we love the flavor of matcha and yeah lower amounts of caffeine so you could have it more in the afternoon but we launched it and then we start learning about the health benefits and nutritional qualities of it and continue to be amazed it might just be the healthiest plant healthiest beverage on the planet
1: Mm. yeah so speaking of um, just kind of got me thinking with all these this talk about food and snacks and whatnot um, if each of you could just give the listeners kind of a walk us through like your day what is your day on keto look like what kind of things are you eating we know you love the coffee in the morning Um, just kind of give us a, a little insight into that
2: it's a really good question. People ask us this all the time and and we we definitely think sharing kind of our own personal experience with others is the best way to help them imagine, you know, how they could implement this lifestyle in their own personal day. And mm-hmm. so as a result, as you mentioned, every morning starts with a keto coffee or a keto matcha. It's our ritual. It gets the day going. Uh, maybe that's around 8 a.m. Uh, when we start, start the workday. And then maybe around 11 or 11.30 is when we we have breakfast for lunch. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've always been fond of breakfast for dinner. And so this is (laughs) is getting... (laughs) I'm fond of
1: breakfast, like, any (laughs) time. Oh,
2: I know. <laughs> so we have breakfast for lunch every day, which is, which is a half dream come true already. And, um, and so we just have a very standard, uh, like scrambled egg, soft scrambled egg breakfast with some roasted uh, veggies, half an avocado and a little dash of hot sauce. It's really simple, really clean. Um, we used to uh, throw some strips of bacon in there and, and whatnot. But, you know, as we're, we're learning ourselves uh, more and more over time, um, kind of leaving that out of the equation for the lunch occasion, uh, has us feeling better, more light on our feet, uh, more energetic through the balance of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, sort of mid or late afternoon is, uh, typically a sardine salad or a, a salmon salad, but it's very modest in portion, a can of sardines, uh, some greens, uh, and, and, and maybe some, uh, little slices of tomato or, or whatnot. Um, some olive oil and some vinegar. And then the evenings is really kind of a, a blank canvas. Um, the evenings is where we kind of get to relax and really kind of explore uh, our, our interests and passions in the kitchen. Uh, coconut curry soups, uh, grilled salmon, roasted veggies, all all kinds of things that you could even imagine, um, and even some of the you know the the more specific to keto keto pizza style recipes and a lot of fun sort of experimental style stuff. Uh, to bring in some of the things that we really loved before keto and now we're finding can still love uh, in a good and a healthy way on keto.
1: Yeah, that's great. I love it. So um, one more thing I want to share with the listeners is um, you guys on your website, you have some recipes. So are you guys coming up with these recipes because you're talking about, you like experimenting in the kitchen, or are you kind of just compiling some of your favorites from around the internet?
0: Yeah, we, we do create our own original recipes. Um, we wish we had, honestly, more time to, to spend on that, but we do. And a lot of the recipes that we've developed on our website have come from inspiration of, of other uh, popular food blogger recipes and then suited to our own style of, of eating. And, for example, you take a dessert recipe and, whoa, that looks good, a recreation of a Wendy's Frosty. Who wouldn't want that? Right, uh, but but then the, the challenge for us is we don't we don't use sweeteners as we as we mentioned earlier, and so think okay how can we reimagine this without sweeteners, and I'll tell you the, the savory stuff is easy because you just yeah but but the cheese or bacon and it's it's good every time mm-hmm. so those are the easy ones when we come up with those we say okay this is probably gonna work on the first time but when we try to reimagine the dessert recipe it can be very difficult and we've had a couple admittedly disastrous experiences one of which trying to create a a keto cheesecake without sweeteners. It was just basically eating, like eating a tub of cream cheese. <laughs> um, but when it works, it's a great thing. And, and the Wendy's Frosty is an example of one where we were, we recreated it without sweeteners. Uh, we also did salted almond butter balls that mm. have co- uh, coconut butter is, is our, I call it our secret ingredient. Ace um, it, in the hole, if you will. It, it, it's one of those products that every time we taste it, we look at the label and say there, there has to be monk fruit or something, <laughs> something lurking in here. It's just too good, but it only has one gram of sugar, and so we, we formulate with that a lot, um, and that helps to bring a, that little bit of sweetness that you need to some of the dessert recipes, but uh, by and large, yeah, we create our own recipes. We have, we have fun in the kitchen. It makes the diet more sustainable. keeps things interesting because it's really easy to get stuck in routines, um, particularly on, on keto, which people can feel sometimes limited with. It's important to show yourself that uh, you could be creative, and there's almost no no limit to the type of recipes and the food that you can have if you, if you just are a little bit creative with how you're preparing them.
1: Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> I totally agree with you, and I love to create my own recipes as well. I think it's fun. One of the things that I that I kind of Try to help people understand. As when they start keto, I think often they see all these keto cookbooks and all this kind of stuff, and they think that oh my gosh, okay, now I'm keto. I can't, I, you know, I have to start making all these recipes, and I have to start cooking all this food, and this is what I have to do. And I think that's where people feel like this is not sustainable. Like I, like you were making the coffee that's taking you 40 minutes every morning. You're like, I can't do this every morning. Like this just isn't going to work long term. And so I feel like people do that a lot, uh, with the recipes and whatnot. I see it in my practice anyway, with clients that'll, um, you know, they're just like, I just don't know what to eat. And I, it's, to me it's just like guys we're we're making this too complicated like just eat some just find some protein and fat like just eat, like it's not that hard just eat it i mean it's not you don't have to make some fancy recipe but i think after you kind of get in the routine and you and you're starting to figure this thing out you do kind of get to where you're like okay i'd like to experience some new flavors now you know i kind of miss you know, this or that that I used to eat. And I think it's really fun to get into the kitchen. And now that you've kind of understanding the ingredients that you're working with, it's really fun to experiment and come up with these new great meals that you used to enjoy. And oftentimes I find that the way that I have recreated them to fit my keto lifestyle is way better than I was enjoying them before.
2: Totally. And, and that's actually one of the beautiful things, at least about Brandon and myself personally, b- before we even knew each other, we'd both been kind of, uh, we found something that we really, really liked, kind of, uh, you know, toyed our way to a recipe for breakfast, for example, or for our afternoon snack, for example, or even a, a really good go-to dinner uh, that we really liked. And then you could imagine eating that same thing. Uh, For months on end if not kind of into perpetuity Mm -hmm. and so at least if you have that for kind of your breakfast uh, lunch and afternoon snack occasions Then you're really free to enjoy the process of thinking about dinner in a different way Mm -hmm. if breakfast is just you know mindless It's gonna be delicious every time it's gonna be super nutritious make you feel really good That's a great foundation to have for the day and takes the pressure off entirely.
1: Yeah, agreed very much. And I, one of the recipes on your website that I'm going to tease the listeners with is they have a keto red lobster style cheddar biscuit on there, guys. So you're going to want to run over and check that out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is one of the most delicious ones. And uh, it is difficult not to eat the entire tray of those.
1: Great. That's well, just- I'm totally going to try it tonight. I've got some dinner planned out and I was going to make a different, like, keto. Um, biscuit to go along with it and I am totally going to do this one.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Well, let us know how it goes.
1: I will. I will let you know. The kids used to love those cheddar biscuits. I mean, like pretty much all of us did. So, um, so this will be really fun. I think they'll, they'll get into that. Kids are finicky. They're, they're a little bit tougher group to work with.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating to think, um, (laughs) the idea of of kids starting out eating more of the ketogenic foods, I guess that's something that's going to be coming in the the next wave but I certainly had no concept of, of the keto diet when I was a kid and ate a pretty pretty standard terrible american diet but that's really great yeah and if I could go back in time and have started eating like that I, I really wish that I could but
2: it was a great experience kids aside Brandon and I were at a conference a few months back and there's there's a company doing ketogenic dog food now and so oh. if they're making keto food for dogs you better believe that it's coming the for whole world hey, yes
1: <laughs> I've seen that and that's when you know that it's that it's really here to stay right like they're they're now making it for pets so everybody in the house can be keto
2: <laughs> oh my
0: gosh wow <laughs> Hilarious. Spend more on their dogs than on their own, too. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: that I, that is absolutely true. You probably have a better, an easier time getting people to do this for their pets than they will for themselves. I would say that's probably true. Oh <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Well, guys, this has been a great chat. I've loved getting to know more about you guys and your company and everything that you. That you're doing now and that hopefully we can look forward to on the horizon so can you tell the listeners how they can find out more about your company um, if you have any social media outlets stuff like that where they can follow what you guys are doing
2: absolutely um, we're keto farms everywhere that's k-e-t-o farms on instagram is probably our most popular social platform we also do pinterest is where we post a lot of our recipes so that's a great place to check us out as well Uh, Our website is KetoFarms.com. That's where it all started. But the most exciting thing for us right now and lately is we launched on Amazon. And uh, at the time of recording this podcast, it was just maybe 10 short days ago. Uh, It's a really exciting time for us um, to be able to reach more people through that wonderful shopping platform. So We'd urge everybody to go check us out on Amazon if you're interested. Um, we're you know, part of the Prime program. So depending on where you live, you could even get our products that same day. And um, so that's something we're very excited about and we'll be continuing to invest in.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. All right, guys. Well, it has been super to have you on. And I just look forward to seeing what you guys are doing in the future.
0: It's been great, Jessica. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Keto Lifestyle Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed what we shared with you today and are looking forward to the next episode.